What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the podcast. My name is Caleb Rutherford, and I'm your host, and it has been a joy to be able to host this podcast, uh, not only just this season, but over the last, I don't know, four or five years, three years. I don't remember how long I've been doing this. Um, maybe maybe you're thinking, Caleb, you've been doing it too long. Maybe so. But regardless, I mean, if you think I've been doing it too long then and you're still here, then I don't know, maybe we need to have a talk about something. But <laughs> regardless of all that, thank you so much for being with me today. Um, I hope that it is this study will be beneficial to you as we wrap up our textual portion of this study as we have looked at Christian living over the course of the last, um, I guess this is episode 18. So over the course of the last 18 episodes, or 17, this will be 18. So over the course of the last, you know, however many months that is, four months, a little over four and a half months, um, man, it's been a long time. But I appreciate you being with me. appreciate you continuing with me. Uh, and I'm looking forward to closing out uh, this part of the study again next week be on the lookout we've got special guests coming in um hope that you're ready uh they're they're ready for you um they're i in fact i've actually recorded all of them but one up to this point of the recording and so i'm just i'm just thankful that we have an opportunity to network with different people hopefully it's uh exposing you to some folks maybe that you don't know if you have people that you think would be great on the podcast shoot us an email at the scattered abroad network at gmail.com and we will certainly take those into consideration we love hearing from the audience certainly want you to feel as if you can uh, reach out to us and that you can uh you can give us any criticism or suggestions or anything like that because uh we're always trying to get better and always trying to do uh, the best that we can um we're picking right back up where we left off last week as we are continuing uh to close out this textual side to second peter chapter one we're looking at verses eight through eleven began it last week finishing uh finishing it up this week and we talked last week um just for a just a very briefly um kind of recap we talked about uh, where Peter said, for if these things are yours and abound, and he talks about people who are taking these Christian graces, these characteristics, and implementing them uh, into into their lives. And he talks about if these are yours and abound, the idea of growing, right? If you're continuing to grow and improve with these, then there's going to be something that takes place. And what is that? Well, you'll neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. You will continue to grow. You'll continue to learn. And you'll continue to be who the best that, is, that you're supposed to be. But what if I don't? And that's where we ended last week. What if I don't abound in these things? What if I don't look at these things and implement them into my lives? Or what if I do look at them, but then don't do anything with them at all? Well, notice Peter says basic, Peter essentially says this. He says, you're going to become short-sighted even to blindness. And we're going to talk about a little bit about what that means today. Peter says, look, if you are not cultivating, right? If you're not growing within these Christian graces, if you're not abounding, doing all that you're supposed to do, the result will be this idea of spiritual blindness, spiritual blindness, the, the idea that you're only going to be able to see essentially what is right in front of you. You'll never be able to see or to look ahead. You'll never be able to see the big picture. In fact, the King James says this gives us the idea of not being able to see afar off. You cannot see afar off. And so Peter is painting for us a picture here of someone who can only see through eyes that are I don't know, for lack of a better term, always blinking or maybe partially closed, somewhat closed, someone who has impaired vision, we might say, maybe somebody who is nearsighted. In other words, the things that are in the distance, the things that are far ahead, the things that perhaps maybe one day we are longing for and hoping to get one day, they're blurry. They are indistinct. They are unseeable because you're not living the right kind of life. 
because you're not living the life that you're supposed to while you are here on this earth. Look, if we are not abounding inside of these characteristics, then we are someone who is simply too concerned with this present world. And when we are individuals who are consumed with this world, when we are individuals who are so focused, so wholly engrossed and obsessed with what the world has to offer us, then we have become spiritually blind, blind in the worst way. We are unable to see what is to come simply because we are so concerned with this world and what, it's, what, it, what is all around us. We have forgotten 1 John chapter 2, verses 15 through 17, that talks about our love of the world and how detrimental that is to us. We've forgotten James chapter 4 and verse 4, where it talks about being friends with the world and how it puts us at odds or makes us enemies of God. You see, the individual that Peter is describing for us right here is someone who is, for lack of a better term, weak. Someone who is ignorant. Someone who is apathetic. Someone who was submitting to God, but who has closed his eyes when it comes to his spiritual status. You know, a spiritually blind Christian, friends, is a failing Christian. A spiritually blind Christian is a Christian who is not progressing, but rather regressing. A spiritually blind Christian, friends, is a Christian that none of us want to be, and yet unfortunately so many of us are. I'm reminded of 2 Corinthians chapter 4, beginning of verse 18. He says, While we do not look at the things which are seen, but at things which are not seen, for the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. When we are spiritually blind, we live in, com- in complete ignorance of this verse. When we are spiritually blind, we don't understand the things that are to come. We don't understand that there's something greater and that this world is just simply, simply temporary. We all sing the song, this world is not my home, I'm what? I'm just passing through. Why? Because this world was not meant to last. But not only will you be spiritually blind, but you also forget the cleansing of your past sins. You have completely forgotten what it is that Jesus Christ has done for you on the cross. You have completely lost sight of the sacrifice made on your behalf. It has been lost. It is in vain concerning you because you are lacking these characteristics. Do you not see how much is involved within being a Christian? Again, we alluded to this last week. It is so much more than just coming to worship, isn't it? It's so much more than just partaking of the Lord's Supper. It's so much more than just being present at church events. But it has so much to do with your daily life. It has everything to do with your daily life and whether or not you're living like the Christian you're supposed to be living. Living like the person that God would have you to be. But then I think it's interesting how Peter starts verse 10. Therefore, and I'm going to say it. When you see the word therefore, you got to see what is therefore, right? Okay, moving on. Because of everything I have just told you, be even more diligent. Be even more diligent. We've talked about this before in other episodes this season because we've talked about the word diligent as a whole. This idea, though, of having great haste, right? Zeal, earnest pursuit. The idea that I'm going to do my best. 
but specifically within this idea of pursuing these qualities to add into my Christian life, Christians must work extremely hard. Christians must work in doing the best that they can do in order to be pleasing to God in this life. Because if we ever want to be called, or if we ever want to be who we are called to be, then we have to put forth the diligence and the work and the effort. That's the thing about Christianity. It's not just something that, you know, comes to you overnight. We've said this many times. It takes you putting your foot forward and making it happen. But I find it interesting that he couples this with this thought, the idea of making our calling and our election sure. We understand that it is by the gospel that we have been called. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, beginning of verse 13, But we are bound to give thanks to God always for you, brethren beloved by the Lord, because God from the beginning chose you for salvation through sanctification by the Spirit and belief in the truth, to which he called you by our gospel for the obtaining of the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ. But we also understand that it is vital that God only elects those who obey that call. Matthew chapter 7 and verse 21, the Bible says, Not everyone who says unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he that does the will of my Father in heaven. You know, along with this idea of the elect comes this this Calvinistic idea of unconditional election. And maybe you've heard of it before. But Calvinists cling so ever so closely to this because what it is is that they believe that at the beginning of time, God pre-selected or pre-chose or pre-elected individuals that he wanted to be saved. But if that's the case, then answer me this. Acts chapter 7, verses 51 through 53. You stiff-necked and uncircumcised in heart and ears, you always resist the Holy Spirit. What are Romans 10, 13 through 18? And how shall they preach unless they are sent as it is written? How beautiful are the feet of those who preach the gospel of peace, who bring glad tidings of good things, but they have not all obeyed the gospel. What about Acts chapter 13, 44 through 47? When the Jews saw the multitudes, they were filled with envy and contradicting and blaspheming. They opposed the things spoken by Paul. It is clearly possible that the grace of God can be rejected by men despite denominational theologians, despite the push of Calvinism, you can turn away from the grace of God. Thus, we understand that our eternal destiny is within whose hands? You. It is, well, let me say this. You and I are directly involved in making sure of our own calling and election. It is solely up to us as individuals as to where we are going to spend our eternity. And every single bit of that is accomplished through our obedience. You see, Christian friend, whoever you might be, the only way to be sure of your eternal destiny is to be obedient to the Father. And being obedient to the Father means that you and I are going to do all that we can to add into our lives these Christian graces. What happens if we don't? We're going to stumble. We're going to fall. Galatians 5 and verse 4, you have become estranged from Christ. You who attempt to be justified by the law, you have fallen from grace. Paul talking to Christians. 2 Peter chapter 2, beginning of verse 20, for if after they have escaped the pollutions of the world through the knowledge of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, they are again entangled in them and overcome. 
The latter end is worse for them than the beginning. For it would have been better for them not to have known the way of righteousness than having known it, to turn from the holy commandment delivered to them. Again, completely defying the thought of Calvinism. But then you get to verse 11, and you get to the most comforting thing about this, uh, about this entire, entire passage. Peter says, there's going to be an entrance into the everlasting kingdom of Jesus Christ. What a beautiful thought it is to know that there is going to be this kingdom. Now, in Scripture, when you see the word kingdom, it's a reference to one of two things. It's either a reference to the church. Matthew chapter 16, and verse 18, I will give you, to the keys, give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven. And whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. What you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Daniel 2.44, Colossians 1, 13 and 14, Hebrews 2.28, so on and so forth. But then you also talk about the word kingdom as it relates to heaven. Galatians 5, 19 through 21, Paul is talking about the works of the flesh, and he gets to the end, and he says, Of which I tell you beforehand, just as I also told you in times past, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. Here's the neat thing about it all, though. If we want to access the kingdom, talking about heaven, then we must first be inside of the kingdom, talking about the church. So how do we get into the church? First, through obeying the call of the New Testament, putting Christ on in baptism. And then once you have done that, you faithfully living your life. This study has been so helpful to me as someone who has grown up in the church and who has been a Christian um, for you know, over 10 years now. It has been such a great reminder because so oftentimes we look at these things and we forget about who we're supposed to be. We forget about going back to our roots, as they might say, and remembering just the basic call that we are supposed to answer, that being to live the life of a Christian. When you live the life of a faithful Christian, you're going to have all of these Christian graces in your life faith, virtue, knowledge, self-control, perseverance, godliness, brotherly love, and love itself. I hope that you have been benefited greatly from this study. I know that I have. I'm looking forward to next week and the weeks after as we close out this entire season as we are as, as we are inviting some guests on, and I'm thankful that they have taken some time to do that. I hope that you are going to listen, that you're going to perhaps ask us any questions that you might have, and we're just excited to continue uh, on in this study. Thank you so much for being with us. Looking forward to next week. And Thank you so then, much for listening bless. to this episode on the Scattered Abroad Network. We are grateful for your continued support as well as your continued prayers. If you would like to find out more about our network, please visit our website at scatteredabroad.org. We look forward to studying with you again soon. May God bless you.